Almighty God, who madest thy blessed Son to be circumcised and obedient to the law for man. So we see in the first part of our collect, Jesus in his infancy at eight days old, fulfilling the law, becoming the perfect, well, he already was, but showing his perfection as the ultimate unused day or Lamb of God. Obedient to the law for man. So he becomes our atoning sacrifice who never sinned, who fulfilled the law. And then we ask, grant us the true circumcision of the Spirit, that our hearts and all our members, being mortified from all worldly and carnal lusts, being dead to all of that, we may in all things obey thy blessed will. So we've asked for the circumcision of the Spirit, and that's connected into quite a bit of Paul's uh, writing, but particularly to Colossians chapter 2, where he talks about baptism being the new circumcision not made with hands, but made of the Spirit, made in our heart. So we look back to our baptism. We say, yes, we were baptized. Okay, good start. But it's not the finish, is it? You don't go to heaven because you're baptized. For that matter, going to heaven is not really a Christian goal in the long run. Heaven's just a stopping place. It's the new heaven and the new earth that we're looking forward to. But we don't just get into the new heavens and the new earth because we were baptized. Baptism is the beginning of our walk. In fact, in the prayers for baptism in the office, we see that we pray that God would help this new member of Christ's church to walk in his or her life as it has begun in baptism. Washing of sins, spiritual regeneration, new birth, filling with the Holy Spirit, right? So all these things happen at baptism, and we pray at that service that this new member, so in two weeks, Tristan will be baptized, and we're going to pray that he will live the rest of his life as to this beginning, filled in the Spirit, confessing sins, repenting, turning away from sin, as our, as our text has it, uh, putting to death all worldly and carnal lusts. Putting that aside, for repentance means we are going this way towards world and, worldly and carnal lusts, and we repent, and now we go this way and live our lives to the glory of God. So baptism is the beginning, just like circumcision was the beginning for Jesus. In the old covenant, you became part of the the covenant people of God through circumcision, or if you were female, based upon essentially the circumcision of your father and then your husband. And that's how a woman was able to continue to be a part of the covenant. Circumcision was entrance into the covenant life. St. Paul says now in Colossians 2, baptism now fulfills that office. Baptism is now entrance into the covenant life. Circumcision was no guarantee of getting into the promised land, was it? That generation wandered around Mount Sinai for 40 years in the desert until the last of them dropped dead. 
And then Joshua and Caleb brought the younger generations into the promised land, the land of milk and honey. St. Paul uses that when writing to the Colossians to say, don't be like them. They dropped. They died. They didn't see the promised land. It is not just that we are circumcised of the heart in our baptism and now everything is fine and we can live however we want to live. But rather, our calling is to live holy lives. In Philippians, St. Paul talks about Jesus the King. But this is the circumcision. Well, as I've been mentioning, Jesus is the King from his birth onwards. The three wise men, the Magi, the Gentile men from the East, came, and we celebrate that uh, Friday evening for the eve of, and Saturday's the Epiphany. We celebrate that, and we remember that they brought gifts for a king because they were looking for the king, the one-born king. And so here, here in our epistle lesson for circumcision, St. Paul says God has highly exalted him, given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He's the king, and here at his circumcision we are reminded again. Over and over again, at the birth of Jesus, throughout all these celebrations, we're reminded of Christ the King. Paul says, okay, Philippians, you have always obeyed, not just when I'm there, but also when I'm absent, like when the teacher's out of the classroom and the classroom still behaves. It's like that. I would like to commend my classes for that. I don't always, I'm not always allowed to. Then he says, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God which works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So, Christ is king. We remember that in his circumcision he became a covenant member of Israel so that he could become the true Israel and redeem the world from sin. And we remember that our own baptism has made us a covenant member of Christ's church, doesn't end there, it begins there. The Christian life begins there. And we're called to be holy every day. Will we fail? Yes. Will we sometimes fail pretty consistently? Yes. If we start to fail really, really consistently, then we, start, we need to start asking ourselves questions. How serious is this faith of mine? Am I a stock of wheat or am I a tear, a weed? We don't want to be a weed. We want to stand on our baptism, but stand in the church, confessing our sins, consistently moving more and more towards being like Christ, which is what St. Paul has said. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Why with fear and trembling? St. Paul was not really all that assured that he was going to make it to heaven and then to the new heavens and the new earth. He was excited about it, but when you read his material, you go, oh, he's like working out his own salvation in fear and trembling because he is not so sure of himself that he knows, oh yeah, I'll be up there, no problem. And in some sense, neither should we. But we stand on our baptism, we stand inside the church, we pursue holy lives. And when we do that, 
then we are announcing to the world, just like the shepherds did in our gospel lesson, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. We have to make known abroad. And the foundational way we do that is to pursue the holiness of Jesus in our own lives. We come in today as sinners. We confess our sins. And we push towards new faith, new growth in our faith so that we might come to the table, participate in the sacrament, and live out that grace in our lives, becoming more and more holy. Amen.